0: Welcome to So Here's The Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leila Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail and let's get real. All right, friends, I am pumped about this week's episode. We are being joined by Natasha Coyle. She is a Charleston wedding photographer. She started her business as a 34-year-old stay-at-home mom, and three and a half years later, she is not only photographing amazing couples in Charleston, but she's also helping other photographers and aspiring photographers chase their dreams, and we have talked about this before on the podcast about education, how to know when you're ready for education, how there are... Um, like, kind of the norms and the rules, and those you know few exceptions to the rules we've had hope Taylor on, who i 've always called an exception to the rule, and I really feel that way about Natasha as well. Natasha shares tips and tricks on everything from photography to business through her YouTube channel, through TikTok, and educational resources. And that is what we're talking to her about today is TikTok and Instagram Reels, really just short-form video marketing. And when you say it like that, it definitely sounds a lot fancier than Reels or TikTok, and I think it makes people feel a little bit more comfortable in the business realm actually using things, calling it like, oh, this is just short form video marketing. I'm really excited to get um, a little bit of Natasha's insight on this. I'm excited to share my thoughts on it as somebody who's not like super invested, but who's dabbled in it a little bit. And I can't wait to get you guys some really good actionable tips if you have been scared to use it or timid or not sure exactly like the best way to utilize this type of social media marketing. So without further ado, Natasha, I'm going to kick it over to you. If I missed anything, in your bio, tell us a little bit about why you use TikTok, why you use Reels, your thoughts behind it. And let's, let's get this combo rolling. Absolutely. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I'm super excited about this. I um, actually started my business as a 34-year-old stay-at-home mom. I had never done anything with photography, and I took my husband to breakfast uh, the Friday before Black Friday. and was like, I think I want to be a photographer and so the next black Friday I went to Best Buy and bought a Canon rebel as most people do $350 and walked out of there I'm like well I just want to make enough money to pay back our savings account where I took out $350 for those cameras. so I started taking pictures of everybody and everything I made a studio in our house and had cake smashes I did family pictures for all of my family friends um, I begged anybody to let me take pictures of them and in February of 2017 I started my business I started as a family my photographer, and then a year later, we had the opportunity to move back to my hometown in Charleston, South Carolina, and I said. I'm not doing families anymore i want to be a wedding photographer and i put it out into the world and that's what i've done so i have been a wedding photographer for the last two years and had everything planned out 2020 was perfect i had a fully booked calendar i had the summer off to spend with our seven-year-old son and then COVID happened and all of my weddings started shifting like everybody else's and i said you know what i've got to figure out something i need a pivot i'm 37 years old i'm not shooting weddings into my 50s I need to do something now. And my niece who's 14 was on this app called TikTok. And I was like, what is this? My husband and I went on there just to kind of keep tabs on her a little bit. My sister's eight years older than me. She's not on the app. And I started scrolling and laughing and seeing all of these things and I'm like, who is this charlie d'amelio why does she have billions of likes? i don't understand any of this but then i started thinking further past it i'm like well is there a space for me on this app and i started looking for portrait and wedding photographers and realized there was a huge gap there there were not people doing what I thought that I could do on the app. So I started posting on it and I talked to people who are in the industry about it and they thought I was absolutely crazy. (laughs) They literally were like, no, that's not for us. We're on Instagram, go on YouTube, do all these other marketing tactics. And I'm like, no, Like I think I can do this. So I started posting in February. Within three weeks, I had 10,000 followers. Within two months, I had 25,000 and people were starting to uh, come to me for tips and tricks. I started booking weddings with ideal clients here in Charleston that were finding me on TikTok, which is insane. And so I started there with short form video, but then obviously TikTok has raised some concerns and there were <laughs> some grumblings about it being banned and so i'm like well now i've built fifty thousand followers on this app what am i going to do and then instagram decided to release reels and i said as soon as it's released and i knew it was coming i am going to go full force into reels and short form video so i did as soon as reels release I was hesitant. I wasn't the first person to be like, I love this because I love TikTok so much. But I started posting just to play with it, see, you know, kind of what was going to be happening on that one just in case TikTok went away. And I saw an amazing opportunity to grow Instagram again, to kind of beat the algorithm again, to reach people who I hadn't reached prior with my Instagram account. And so that's kind of how I started my Reels tab on my Instagram and how I shifted it from just doing TikTok short form video to doing Reels.
0: I feel like I had the exact, I mean, so much of your story resonates with me. I feel like there like the majority of entrepreneurs I know who are photographers kind of started in that same way. But really your journey with TikTok and Reels resonates because I love watching TikTok. I I don't really make a ton of TikToks and I didn't especially in in the beginning stages of like quarantine I just got like sucked in watching all the videos especially as a former dancer I was like these kids can dance yo but so I would like watch that really closely and you're right there was a gap of um actual like professionals using it. For my loyal listeners, you guys know I met a previous guest on this podcast through TikTok. I found Promise Tangman of Go Live HQ on TikTok. I think I'm the only person that didn't find her on Instagram. And so there is so much value, I think, in being an early adapter and getting your face and your name out there on different apps. And I was also hesitant about Reels because... It's just not as great of a video editor. I mean, there's so much you can do in TikTok that you absolutely cannot do in Reels, but it's not about that, right? So like at the end of the day, like you said, it's really about using this in a smart way for marketing versus just using it for like leisure. And I think a lot of people feel, a lot of entrepreneurs who are at least like my listeners, like I know my people pretty well. And I know that a lot of them are probably like, that's embarrassing. I'm not going to get out there and do that. Like that's for the kids. But Mm -hmm. you and I are in our thirties. We are (laughs) fine. But you know, at the end of the day, we're going to own it. And we're going to say like, we're business owners and Mm -hmm. it's worth getting outside of our comfort zone to be able to reach people beat the algorithm right now i don't know if you've noticed this too and you use reels very actively i do not i've put out maybe five or six reels that have done very well compared mm-hmm. to the rest of my um the rest of the interaction on the rest of my posts yeah. but i'm seeing like my stories have gone from maybe 700, 800 people viewing my stories to like 300 people viewing my stories. And my posts have gone from maybe like 300 people liking my posts to maybe like 100 people liking my posts. And I truly believe that Instagram is favoring reels. Do you find that as well?
1: Absolutely. They're prioritizing it right now. They want you to use this new feature. And honestly, if TikTok does go away, which none of us know what's going to happen yet, they want to go ahead and have a space for all these people who have built followings over on TikTok to come over to Instagram. So they're going to prioritize that feature. And I think that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do Instagram at all. But if you are going to do Instagram, at least try all the features. I've tried IGTV. I don't love IGTV, but I've tried it. I want to make sure that I'm utilizing all the features to make sure that I'm getting the most out of the app. And for me, I think that if you go beyond thinking of it as vanity metrics and take it over to lead generating metrics and encourage people to come not only follow you but to get onto your email list to download things from you, to take them over to YouTube if you have a YouTube channel which I have. I am very strategic about everything that I am posting and it's not just for leisure even though there is a leisure aspect to it. It's meant to be fun. It's What I call it is it stories on crack (laughs) is you're literally going in and you're trying to convert people who have no idea who you are from Adam and they are scrolling and you need to stop them in their tracks and have them come over to your feed to see what you offer. Um, and I do that through three different ways. I either educate, I empower, or I entertain them. And, um, that for me has been such an amazing, huge growth factor for my Instagram and for me reaching other people, especially photographers and empowering them to just try something new. You don't have to do it 100%, but at least try it and see what happens. You might be surprised what's going to happen with it.
0: I love that. And I I completely agree. And I do think that it's important to keep that element of of fun involved. Obviously, we're using this mostly for marketing. I mean, 100% probably for marketing, but it's really important to also remember, like I, I was scrolling the other day and I swear I'm not exaggerating. There were like three people in a row who are entrepreneurs. Um, It was like a photographer. I think there was a florist and another photographer. I follow a lot of photographers. And they all three in a row were like, Instagram is just not fun anymore. And they were really complaining about how it's lost its fun for them because they were complaining about the algorithm. And listen, I get it. I am not throwing shade at them. Like I totally understand that instinct. However, I think it's in our hands to decide when something is fun and when it's not fun. And if you are getting so lost in the vanity metrics that you can't see that if one person converts into a lead, Mm -hmm. it's still working, then that's why it's not fun, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And honestly, if you're showing up and you're not putting pressure on yourself to one, be perfect when you're first starting something, and two, to like be viral because a lot of people see virality and think that that is the only way that you can show up on something like reels and thinking you need to do it perfectly then you're not giving yourself a chance to reach people who because of instagram's algorithm aren't seeing your things and if you just want to reach the people who are following you like you said lately like 300 400 people are seeing your instagram stories when way more used to If you post a reel, even the people who are following you are going to see it more often than if you just post a story or a regular Instagram post.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Okay. So give us some, some good, like tangible tips about like creating the actual content itself. I feel like a big question I get asked from people who are like, I don't even know where to start with reels is like, what kind of content do I put out? I know what I'm doing in my stories. I know what I'm doing on my feed. What is reels for? Absolutely, definitely start looking at other reels.
1: I, when I first joined TikTok, I didn't post a TikTok for a few weeks. I was just looking at what everybody else was doing and looking at people outside of the industry and seeing what they were doing and how they were utilizing it. And I took a lot of the things I was learning from everybody else and I just kind of equated it back to my niche and made it my own. So for me, I'm a photographer, but I think any entrepreneur can do this. You can post behind the scenes of your day. You can post a life, you know, a day in the life of your day, entertain somebody, but also have it come back to your niche. You can do before and afters. If you're a photographer, you can do before and afters from um, behind the scenes on a session to what your image actually looks like. If you're an editor, you can show you know the image prior to what it looks like after you've edited There's so many different ways that you can utilize reels to show people kind of behind the veil of what you post. The thing with Instagram is pretty pictures doesn't cut it anymore. Just posting a pretty curated feed is not going to reach people anymore. So you have to kind of think outside the box and like how can I post something to let people know this what i do this is a little bit my personality why don't you come over and follow me and that can convert them from being a warm lead to being someone who is literally going to be a super fan for you and is going to be there and buy whatever you're selling is going to book a wedding with you because they've fallen in love with you when you're trying to stand out in this noise of the social media world. Everybody's just yelling, like, look at me, look at me. Um, so I definitely think that trying some of those things and when you do go to try it, make sure to batch some of your work. Don't just go, okay, I'm going to make one reel and then walk away. Once you get into that content creation mode, make sure to make five, six, seven of them and save them into your drafts. So it's going to help you kind of plan out what you're going to post and make sure that you have some content going forward.
0: I love that, and I think it's such a tangible, like, tactical thing that we can do right now is, like, think through, when can I batch this, what can I do, or what do I do every day that someone might find interesting? And I would also challenge our listeners, sometimes we don't think the things, actually most of the time, we don't (laughs) think the things that we do are interesting at all to anybody else. But people love, and I'm I'm gonna use this word, it's a strong word, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Like people are voyeurs. Like people like to watch what other people are doing. It's interesting to them, it's fascinating to them, even if it feels mundane and boring to you. So I watched the I watched a reel this morning actually that was like my morning routine of, of the, some girl, I don't know. And I was like, why am I so interested in what this person is doing? Like, I don't care about your cereal, but I watched the whole thing. I think I watched it twice to see what kind of cereal she was eating.
1: Exactly. There is a psychology behind it. And I think of my seven-year-old and how he gets entranced into these YouTube videos of kids playing with toys when he has a whole room of toys to play with. But yet he loves watching this Ryan kid play with his toys. And I'm like, so I think that we as adults do the same thing. If you think of HGTV, we watch people go look at houses. Um, We love reality TV. And I think that having a little bit of yourself is going to let people see past your pretty squares and see that you're not only talented, but you are a real person, you're somebody they can relate to, someone who they want to be friends with. And once they kind of decide that, then they become a loyal person that is going to follow you through and through.
0: I love that. Okay. So what do you think about people? Like how how much of a mix do you think there should be? Similarly Mm -hmm. to, we talk a lot about how to, how to kind of plan out your social media feed. There should be like a little bit of you, a little bit of your work. Would you say that's, that's also comparable to what you should be posting on reels? I know when I post videos of Tim, my husband, people, well, he's just so funny that people like love those so much more than they love my work, which I'm kind of offended about, but whatever. Like what are your thoughts on that?
1: Absolutely. And it's the same thing I think for reels is people want to see not only your beautiful work, which is amazing to post about, but also thinking about ways that you can entertain people. Thinking about reels differently than you think about stories. Reels is going to be a way to catch someone's attention. So if you can think of a way to entertain them, a way to educate them, give them tips or tricks, or a way to show them what you do, that's going to be a good balance for what you're posting on reels to reach other people and to also serve the audience that you already have. Even for me with TikTok, my husband is in my most viral video that I had on TikTok. And he's the same way as your husband. He's like, can I be in more? And I'm like, no, (laughs) he got bit by the bug. But at the same time, people want to see not only you, but they want to see your life and they want to connect with your life and find things that they resonate with and things that they can relate to.
0: I love that. I totally agree with it. That's so funny that your husband's like, can I be in more? (laughs) Tim is like, stop putting me on the internet. What are you doing? Um, But he's just so funny. I can't, I can't (laughs) help it. Um, Okay. So let me ask you this. What, what advice do you have for our listeners? I feel like we're in because this is kind of still, I mean, Reels has been around for like a hot minute, but it's still, I feel like early enough to be an early adapter. Like I feel like it's still early enough to really get in on it when it's like hot. But I, I feel like we are in a time and you and I have had this conversation before because we both were like, up in a tizzy. Like we were both pretty outraged by some negativity that was like flowing through the internet. And really, if I sit down and sit with that negativity of like people saying, you know, like, I'm not going to sit around and dance on video. Like that's not worth my time. I get it because if I sit and think about it, I think that most of that stems from people being insecure to try something new, and they're looking for someone to validate themselves not trying. So um, if I really am going to call them out on their BS on that feeling of like, I'm going to let this person excuse me to not try a, a potentially huge marketing opportunity because I'm scared to try it, what would you tell somebody in that situation? Like beyond the fact of like, just do it. Like- Uh, like, what would you tell people to shift in their minds? You and I being in our thirties, being older entrepreneurs in a, in a, in a media market that really, um, is kind of built for a younger demographic. What would you say to somebody who's just too afraid to try and who has now gotten it in their heads that like, Oh, somebody said, I don't have to do it. So I'm not going to do it anymore.
1: Absolutely. Think about your Instagram and think about your reach and if you're growing right now. And do you want to grow if you're totally fine where you're at right now, then yes, don't try it. But if you have any inkling in you that things that you want to grow and that you want to reach more people then at least try it I'm not saying that you have to do it over and over and over again but see it for yourself don't let somebody make that decision for you um, I think about you know Jasmine star and when she first got started and how she blogged and how she did photography people thought that she was absolutely crazy but I think that she was an innovator and I think that showing up early and being an innovator is really important when you know you're really trying to grow your business and I think that right now if you want to reach more people and you want to get around the algorithm reels on instagram Instagram is pretty much the only way you can do it. Um, Just because the algorithm has really made it so hard for us. I, at the beginning of the year, was not posting on Instagram anymore. I was maybe posting two to three times a week and only for like previews or pictures of my couples. And I just was fed up with it. I'm like, I'm not growing. There's no point. I have all these things to say. I want to empower people, but it doesn't reach anybody. It's not even reaching my audience that's already following me. Well, now I am reaching people and people that have no idea who I was and I'm able to connect with them and I'm starting to empower people again and let them know that you can do whatever, you, you don't have to worry about your age. I started my wedding business at 34 years old um, as a stay-at-home mom who had never had a camera other than a Kodak wind-up camera. I showing my age a little bit on that one <laughs> where I used to go to Walmart and drop it off and wait two hours and come back and pick it up. Um, so, you know, I, and I didn't grow up with social media. I didn't have a MySpace, showing my age again, until after college. I didn't. I went through all of my, you know, elementary, high school, all of that years and my college years without social media. Think about that for a minute. I mean, we had AOL, but so I think that if I can do it at 37 years old and I could show up and be relevant for people at my age, I think anybody can do it. So I don't think that using your age is, you know, a a reliable crutch that you should use for saying, no, I'm not going to do it. And I don't think that you should also listen to people who haven't tried it yet. If they haven't tried it, let's not listen to them. Let's try it and see if you like it. Don't let them determine what you're going to do within your own business.
0: Oh my goodness, a hundred percent. Especially that last point of if someone hasn't tried something and they're giving you advice on it, you really need to be hypercritical of like whose advice you're taking. Um, there is a difference between being self-deprecating and being insulting to people who are trying something that you haven't ever tried yourself. Okay. So I could talk about that all day long, and Absolutely. and my and my <laughs> listeners and you now know I'm I can get kind of sassy on it. So I'll probably. Um, Shift gears now. (laughs) I love love that. (laughs) But honestly, like, I love that advice. And I will also say, I love that you said you don't have to do it. I mean, I know plenty of entrepreneurs and business owners who don't use any social media and they're doing just fine. But if you're listening to this episode and you are at a place where social media growth or business growth or marketing growth is something that you're striving for, it is worth the try. Um, and I know that that's easier said than done. I personally struggle with friends and family members teasing me here and there and being like, who is this social media presence you've created? That's not the real you. And I'm like, okay, that's that's your vision of me is very different than I think my own. But okay. it's, I think it's on us as business owners to kind of like have a thicker skin and work on really like shoring up our responses and you know being able to just brush it off and know that like at the end of the day people's opinions of us don't pay our bills but being able to like market well does. So
1: exactly.
0: and you could convert if you convert one lead from a reel, that's one more lead than you
1: had prior. And if you're using it, like I said, without thinking about the vanity metrics, not don't think about the likes and how many followers you're going to get. Think about how many people that you can reach that could potentially become a bride and groom, that could potentially buy your guides or templates. If you have them that could potentially come to your workshop, think about the people that you're reaching and that are resonating and relating with you um, and converting them over to being someone who is actually going to purchase from you and not just about the likes and followers which i mean they're great but at the same time i think that the lead generating part of it is the really important takeaway from all of it
0: absolutely and i feel like i don't know if you've noticed this i feel like every single industry can flourish within using video marketing um mm-hmm. in these short snippets i've seen so many health coaches start kicking booty like they're Booking out. I've seen book. Have you seen like book deals happen through yes. TikTok and Reels? Yes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> there are huge things yeah. happening. Yeah. It honestly, I
1: personally, and this is my personal opinion, feel that video is the next. Thing. if it's not already the thing it is the next thing first especially small business owners I don't think that you can go forward and not utilize video in some shape or form and for me TikTok was me dipping my toes in it and Laylee and I were talking a little bit before we hopped on the podcast about show at United and I was there last November and I left so energized and I remember telling um I was having my website redone and I was telling my designer I'm like I'm ready to incorporate video I just don't know how I'm going to do it and then I joined TikTok and I'm like oh well, I I found my thing (laughs) and there it just, honestly, I remember telling my husband, I'm like, I feel like I finally found a space for myself. I was always feeling like I was in someone else's space and I wanted, a space for myself. And I found it in a way that I was able to show a little bit more of my personality. I was able to show up a little bit more authentically and then reels came around and it let me kind of, you know, put my Instagram curated pretty pictures feed together with a little bit more personality and sass. And (laughs) it, you know, it definitely is helping me kind of step out into my own and letting me kind of grow in a way that just feels super authentic and natural to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Before we hop into like my asking you our signature unpopular opinion question, I have one more logistical question for you that Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been asked a lot within my community as well is how are you using hashtags? Are you posting it to your feed? Are you pushing it out everywhere? Like give us like a quick rundown of logistics. Once you've created your reel, you've done a little dance or you've done a little behind the scenes and you're ready to post what next how do we get in front of more people
1: absolutely so definitely change the cover so if you've done a reel yet what happens is you film it very similarly to uh, to a TikTok or to a story and once you get over to the section where it is like filling out the caption and everything you can change the cover photo which is going to be what shows up on your feed. so if you're still looking to curate your feed, this is a great way to post a picture that probably relates back to it, but doesn't have to. And then that way, once you post it to the Reels tab, it's going to push out to the Discover tab, which is where all the Reels live. And then also you should click on adding it to your feed. I definitely think that you should push it not only to your feed, but also to your stories. And I personally can't speak on hashtags. I have used them on some of them. Some of them I haven't, but because we can't see insights right yet, on on reels you can see them on stories you can see them on everything else you cannot see them on reels instagram doesn't let us see it yet so i don't know specifically how many people are saving it what the hashtag reaches, what the geo tag reaches i can't see that stuff so i have played around with both and they both do extremely well so sometimes i post hashtags sometimes i don't but i'm really thinking you know instagram keeps changing things here and there with reels every week it's something new i think that here soon we're going to have insights into it and i I think that you should definitely be using hashtags that relate to the video.
0: Yeah. I, I so wish that we had access to those insights right now, like yeah. hurry it up, Instagram, get it together. <laughs> right.
1: I- want to do some research. I want to know what's working. And honestly, like knowing how many people have saved it. Cause I do think that, you know, for reels and for it to be pushed out the way that TikToks are, um, is pushed out to a small group of people. And if those people interact with it, if they like save, share comment, then they're going to push it out to more people. Once they do that, then, you know, it, it, that's how you get that virality factor. That's how things go viral. So, um, making saveable, shareable content, making content worth engaging with is really important, but we can't see if it's actually being saved or shared we just can assume it is because it has done better than other reels Um, but i do think that they will be kind of rolling out that feature soon with insights
0: Gosh, I hope so. Um, I will say I did notice the other day, and I didn't know this until a couple of days ago, but they are now showing reels inside searchable hashtags. So I I definitely would agree that people should start using hashtags. Um, I don't know how difficult it is to get featured as like one of the featured ones in the hashtag, but you might as well try, right? What's, What's the harm? So tell me your unpopular opinion on short form video media marketing. My unpopular opinion is this one, I have
1: two. <laughs> so here's the thing, Lily. <laughs> I've been waiting the whole video to use this. So here's the I thing love it. I feel like what you did in 2015 is not working today. You cannot show up on Instagram the exact same way you did five years ago and think that you're gonna reach people, that you're gonna grow. It just doesn't work anymore so we have to try something new stories when it first came out a lot of people didn't embrace it as much either and now look at it we're all in our stories we're more in our stories than we are on our feed so i think that reels if you think about it that way or the people that got on instagram right when it first started and were posting wedding pictures which was not what people were posting on instagram then you can see that there's a potential for huge growth if you get in Whenever it first starts. Also pretty pictures are not going to do it anymore on Instagram. So adding in video and using video within your brand, I think is huge. So definitely use that and don't let anybody who hasn't done it tell you not to do
0: it. I totally agree with both of those. I love those unpopular opinions and I love that you got to have your, so here's the thing moment. That's awesome. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, and friends, I just wanted to direct you over to the show notes, head over to. So here's I because Natasha is, has been kind enough to share a free PDF on, I believe it's seven, seven content ideas for TikToks, reels, whatever you want to use it for. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And for any business owner, it's not just for photographers. Anybody could use those to start doing reels right now.
0: That's perfect. Okay. So y'all go ahead and head over there and check it out and make sure that you're following along with Natasha. She posts amazing stuff. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this insight with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This has been
0: fun. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.